Hi, this is Caitlin Wood. I am currently in Arkansas. I'm a disabled writer, activist, speaker, and a bunch of other things. So, Caitlin, you've been writing for Bitch for a long time, often about issues relating to disability, representations of people with disabilities in pop culture. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I mean, in, I think my favorite thing that you've written for Bitch is the column in 2012 that you wrote that um, it was an excellent column for Bitch's website called Tales from the Crip. And yes. Caitlin, who thought of that name? That name is so good, Tales from the Crip. Well, I thought of it, but I have seen it in other places, so um, I don't know how original I actually am. I didn't see it until after I'd used it, but apparently other people also have that idea. So. I just love it because it combines like bad TV puns with reclaiming language around disability. It's just exactly. brilliant. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you. I liked it too. It made me laugh. So on today's show, we're talking about reclaiming language and bad words. You edited an anthology of writing by people with disabilities called Cryptiques. Yes. Um, I believe you raised $7,200 on Kickstarter to publish that book. And it's a collection that, yeah. Yeah. It's a collection of essays, right, from a bunch of different people uh, mm -hmm. writing about disability issues. Correct. So I'm hoping you can tell us about the word crip and why you use it to describe yourself and your work. Well... That, that's a really good question. So actually in my intro to critiques, I say that crip is my favorite four letter word and that it's profane to some, but to me, I love it. And I think it's a good descriptor for me personally. So language and disability is still a very hotly debated issue. So some people, um, want to be called disabled. Some people want to be called people with disabilities. It has been going on for decades, this debate. And, you know, there's theoretical models behind why people want to be called what they want to be called and issues of identity wrapped up in that as well. And so then when the word crip came along, I certainly did not come up with it. Um, and I'm trying to remember when I first heard crip being used. It was when I got into disability studies and kind of learned about this whole other disability culture and these rebellious disabled people that were doing all these really rad things that I had never been taught in school and didn't know anything about. And I really loved this idea of reclaiming this word. So crip obviously comes from crippled, which is you know, I hear the word crippled in relation to disability or anything, and I just cringe. But when I hear the word crip, to me, it's such a signifier of identity and culture. And it's, it is a bad word in a lot of ways, and it has an edge to it. But it's also a really cool word, I would say, in that um, when someone... I meet uh, who's disabled, refers to themselves as a crook. I kind of know that they're down. It's like a way of, to me, I, I just assume that, you know, we're probably going to be on the same wavelength in terms of politics and identity and disability culture. What, what does the word signal to you exactly when you hear someone describe themselves as a crip or when you say that yourself, what sort of identity does that project versus 
I don't know if there are people who describe themselves as crippled or somebody using the word crippled to describe you. How are those two words so different? Well, I mean, if anyone called me crippled, I'd be really pissed off. And um, I did have one person really angry with me over the title. Um, oh, over cryptiques, the word yes, cryptiques. over yeah. cryptiques. And um, it was a, a guy in Australia who um, found me on Twitter and said some really, really profane things. Um, but it kind of made me laugh. But I also felt bad in a way because here was someone who um, is part of my culture and community, but, um, you know, doesn't identify that way. And I think that's where within disability, you know, to me, you know, Crip signifies someone who is probably um, well-versed in disability politics and the stories about what's going on in the disability community is probably well read on topics of, you know, police brutality against disabled people and unemployment and just all of these issues that are so important and yet so ignored. And to me, it's just a signifier of community and culture and someone that I will probably enjoy talking with versus someone who sees their disability as shameful or something that needs to be overcome, which is so prevalent in the media. That's generally what you see within representations with disability. You're supposed to be inspirational and, you know, overcome your disabilities and all that versus a crip who is just, we are what we are and we're proud of who we are. Mm-hmm. Not everybody who is disabled uses the word crip, and some people actually right. find it offensive or, or shocking. So, sure. So what what do you, why take on that that fight? What to you is the power of using the word crip, even if you know it's going to ruffle some feathers? I mean, no matter what you do <laughs> in the disability community, you will ruffle feathers just because it's such a huge community and it's heterogeneous. It's full of very different opinions and backgrounds because disability affects everyone and anyone in any culture. So there's going to be, of course, dissent and disagreement. But one of my goals within the book was to reach people who perhaps have not had some of the same privileges that I have had in terms of um, access to disability studies articles and, you know, these, these amazing people that I've had the chance to talk with. So I really wanted to reach out to people who may not have the same opportunities and just show them, hey, here is this super cool culture that you should be really proud of being a part of. There's awesome stuff going on, amazing artists and activists and writers who don't necessarily get the same publicity, but it was one of my goals to reach people and, you know, hopefully they would read this and feel validated and feel a sense of pride in their community. So for people who are listening right now who aren't familiar with a wide range of disability studies and have maybe never heard or used the word CRIP before, can you tell us a little bit more about its usage, how you use it, and in what ways it would be incorrect or ignorant or offensive to use the word CRIP? Sure. Well, 
Um, you know, it's not for non-disabled people to use, I would say. Um, I, I'm always, you know, I get in trouble for my language. <laughs> I get in trouble for saying the word disabled um, because pe there's still this very intense uh, argument that we should be using people first language, you know, people with disabilities versus disabled people. To me, that does not describe me. And that's fine, you know, I feel like people, people should call themselves whatever they want to. But when someone tells me what I can and cannot call myself, I get very angry. And so Crip is obviously a bit, as you said, I think shocking for a lot of people. It is not for non-disabled people to throw around, at least not in my opinion. Um, I don't think that would be appropriate in any way. But I also would probably not say it in a workplace setting around non-disabled people. Like, I feel like it's, it's um, kind of meant for, you know, my community. And it's a word that has been reclaimed for us for reasons. And it's part of our culture and it's a cultural signifier. So clearly there's your Tales from the Crip, which is a guest blog that was on Bitch Media. There's Cryptiques, the anthology you edited. Where else have you seen the word Crip show up? So I wrote about Leroy Moore, who started Crip Hop Nation. And Leroy actually spells it with a K. So I always spell it C-R-I-P. He spells it K-R-I-P. And that was intentional on his part to differentiate it between the gang, right? Because you think Crip, Bloods and Crips. So... Right. Um, that's obviously something to consider. And, um, you know, he was using it way before I did. And Crip Hop has been around forever. And Leroy in particular has been a really important figure within the disability culture and has done incredible work on reporting on issues like police brutality and, um, all kinds of things that other people just haven't looked at. I'm not sure, you know, when exactly it started. I would say my guess would probably be, you know, just somewhere along the disability rights movement, probably like the 80s or 90s, when disability activists really were looking at language and looking at community. And I think it is very intentional that it's used as a signifier like other communities who use reclaimed language do. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. And so when you get, when you get pushback for the language that you use, like you were saying, people are, you often get in trouble for the language that you use around disability. I do. Yeah. What, like, how do you respond to that? And does, um, does any of the feedback you get make you rethink the way that you describe yourself? No, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> like that you're like, and no, <laughs> no, um, you know, I thought about this a lot and I'm very comfortable in my opinions. I, uh, I can appreciate other people not agreeing with me. That is fine. And I'm not here to tell anyone what they should call themselves. I, you know, call yourself whatever you want to. That is fine. But it does make me unbelievably angry when, you know, especially non-disabled people tell me what 
I sh- what language I should be using. So especially because I'm like, have you read any of the articles about why people don't like people first language? And they never have. And then it it's infuriating because there is there are reasons for why I use the language that I do. I've thought about it a lot. I've read a lot about it. And at this point, it's like, I'm kind of just even sick of talking about it and thinking about it. I got in trouble the other day um, with another disabled person who wanted to know why I didn't use people first language. And it's just like, just the same stuff over and over when I think that language is important and particularly stuff like this, I find fascinating. However, it's like, there's so many other pressing issues within the disability community that need to be addressed that I feel like, you know, this is a debate that's been going on forever. So I got in trouble for saying disabled person instead of person with disabilities. So if they knew that I say crip, like God forbid. (laughs) 